Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. Welcome to Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Moore. This semester on Sports Talk, the students in the sports reporting class at the University of Central Missouri will be discussing and debating various topics in the sports world. We won't be hitting on whether or not Tom Brady is the GOAT, if Albert Pujols is a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's a given, or how many more rings LeBron James might win. We're going to be hitting on topics from outside the lines, so buckle up. It's time for Sports Talk. Today on Sports Talk, our topic is who should pay. This has been a much debated topic in the sports world as sports teams relocate or build new stadiums and when new franchises are introduced into the league. I'm going to allow our four panelists to introduce themselves and then we'll get into it. Let's start with Charlie. Tell us where you're from, what year you are at UCM, and what is your major? Hello, my name is Charlie Martin. Um, I'm from Shawnee, Kansas. I'm a senior this year with a uh, major in digital media production with an emphasis on live studio and remote. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, my name is Josh Pagel. I'm from Taichung, Taiwan. I'm a junior here and studying sport management. Welcome, Josh. Hi, I'm Roman Pfister. I'm a junior at the University of Central Missouri. I'm a digital media production major, and I'm from Liberty, Missouri. Good to have you, Roman. My name is uh, Luke Jenkins, and I'm a senior here at the University of Central Missouri, and I'm a major in digital media production with an emphasis in sports broadcasting. All right. Well, good to have you, Luke. Thank you all for being here. Charlie and Josh, they're going to be taking the half of the taxpayers, meaning owners should be paying for their own stadiums. Roman and Luke are going to be speaking for the owners because they think Jane and John Q. Public should be footing the bill. We're going to go in this first segment. We're going to let Roman and Luke take it off. They're going to take this first segment and tell us why should taxpayers be paying for new stadiums and relocations. So one of the easiest reasons that a tax that the taxpayers should be footing the bill for stadiums is because it's good for the city. It's a good investment for the city. When you look at uh, what's called the multiplier effect, it actually does a lot of good for the city as far as development. So when you build a stadium, not only will it create jobs, it will also cause other areas around the stadium to develop and grow with that because there's more revenue coming in. The more people you have shopping and buying tickets to games and working there and spending the money in that area because they're so close by, the better the growth will be. There is also the argument that uh, the subsidies for the stadiums uh, have benefits that are not really quantifiable by numbers. So civil pride, as far as having a sports team in the area, uh, the entertainment value. And, of course, one of the biggest ones is being able to keep your team in your city. That has been a problem for a lot of sports teams because the owners have been wanting to find somebody wanting to find a city who will foot the bill for it so that they don't have to pay for it. So it's a good way to retain your team if you are willing to pay for it and the owner does not have to. When you think about it, owners have to rely on sponsors to be able to pay for stadiums, and that can take a very long time, and the owners don't want to wait. 
Plus, the added benefit to that is that the public gets a say in what happens and goes on with the stadium, whereas if you had a bunch of sponsors paying for the stadium, they're the ones that get to say what goes on at the stadium rather than the people who wanted it there in the first place. So to add to Roman's point, um, it is a really, really good investment for the, the city um, because like a good example of that in uh, recent years is that the new uh, Bills Stadium or the Bills Pass Stadium, uh, their lease is up here in 2023. So uh, they've planned to start construction on their new stadium, which uh, holds 62,000 people, uh, coming up here in 2023. And then uh, it should be finished by 2026. So that is a three-year um, investment, which includes over 10,000 construction jobs uh, for people in the city. And then once the stadium is complete, obviously you have security um, and vendors and other jobs to add to that. Um, also, it's a good investment because... There's a 30-year agreement for this new Bill Stadium, and every year they have to pay $27 million in taxes. Over 30 years, that adds up to $1.6 billion for the city. All right. Good arguments. I think uh, both of you did a nice job doing your research and coming up with some good, compelling arguments. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Charlie and Josh will make their case. This is Sports Talk on UCM, The Beat. Only in the forest can you see this. And this. And this. But nothing beats the moment you see that. Cool! That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. I didn't know it could do that! Because one trip to the forest can spark a world of difference. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, canoeing, fishing, or camping. Or create your own adventure with family and friends, and you might just see this. Your moment's out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Well, we've heard why taxpayers should pay for new stadiums. Now let's hear from Charlie and Josh and why they believe the owners should fork over the dough. All right, so a couple different points for this one. Um, you guys do make some great points, but uh, one big thing is going to be actually that not a lot of this money, usually none of this money at all that's brought in by these professional sports stadiums, does actually go back into the community. So with taxpayers paying for this, with this being paid for by tax funds, uh, that means that the community, the city, is actually paying for it and none of that money is going back into it. Sure, it may generate revenue, but um, on average, a professional sports stadium makes $145 million on average per year, and actually none of that goes back into the community. Um, another thing is just that when we think about professional sports, especially us in this room, we're in a sports reporting class. Yes, we enjoy them. We love sports, stuff like that. We're passionate about them. People that like sports tend to really love sports, but it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that these are not an essential service. We love sports. It's a good de-stressor, things like that. It's, a good th- it's good to have a passion for a sports team, but it's not an essential service. It's not something like healthcare, something like schooling, which is where tax dollars should be spent. So it should not qualify for government subsidies. These scarce taxpayer funds would be better used elsewhere. Um, and also, additionally, this would actually make the owners, if the owner has to pay for the stadium, this would make them be a little more careful about it. In the past, we've seen there have been times like this where a team has failed, something like that, because even though the owner does have a lot of money and stuff, it's not as much of a risk for them when this when the stadium is so heavily subsidized by taxpayer funds. But when it's 
their own money. They need to, it's coming out of their own pocket. Well, not their own pocket. It's more complicated than that. But when they're the ones paying for it and overseeing that, they're going to need to be a lot more careful about the way that they structure this rather than just being able to take some sort of financial risk with finances and funds that aren't even their own. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, the main thing for me, just keeping it simple, is who's, like, whose team is it? You know, It's the owners, and they should have to pay for um, their team and what they're representing. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm a big sports fan in the cities, and a lot of people love sports, but um, at the end of the day, owners are making a lot of money, and um, that money should go towards a nice stadium for the people. Um, so just as simple as that, and they have so much money to spend, like let's make the stadium as awesome as possible. And then, um, Luke, you kind of mentioned, or I guess we'll get into that later, but um, uh, yeah, I just think as simple as that. So, All right, those are some compelling comments, some compelling arguments. We're going to step away one more time, and when we come back, we're going to hit you guys with a few questions from the rest of the class, so hope you did your homework. You're listening to Sports Talk on UCM, The Beat. Oh, hi. Right now, I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. Now, if you could let me down. <clears throat> See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. And before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. <clears throat> Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Opiates has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning. Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and ONDCP. All right, question time. This is the part of the show where the rest of the class was supposed to think about this week's topic and come up with their best questions for the panelists. We're going to probably hit you with four, maybe five. I have a couple of thoughts to give at the end of the show. Um, let's start it off. This is one from Sam. Are stadiums effective engines of economic growth? Why or why not? I would argue that stadiums are effective engines because uh, – think about where they're putting stadiums. They're putting them in highly populated areas. Well, when you put them in a highly populated area, that generates revenue for that population so that they can develop even further. Uh, when you have a mass amount of people gathering at that one part, there's going to be businesses that uh, benefit from having all those people there. Think about what people do after a game. They go and grab a bite to eat or they go and enjoy some other form of entertainment out in the city because they are there. A lot of people will make the trip if they're already there for something. And if that something is a sports event where there's thousands of people, then they'll go out and spend their money in the city later on. So that, that is a good, compelling argument. Um, one article, though, that we did find during our research from Brookings Education. Um, so... That's a compelling argument, and there is some situations where that is the case. Um, but no, no recent facility, according to this, has appeared to return anything that's like would be considered a reasonable return on investment for that. Because you think about 
quoted in this, you think about economic growth takes place when a community's resources, people, capital investments, natural resources like land become more productive. And that's not always, that can be a result of building a new stadium, having a professional sports team. That's not always the case. There's a lot of factors that rely on that. So I do think that it's not always as simple as just we make a sports team. People like the sports. They come to it, and then everyone goes and eats at the restaurants around the place, stuff like that. It can get a little bit deeper than that. Okay. I will say you said that it was uh, in recent time. But if you think about it, this is a long-term investment. If the city keeps paying for the stadium, the team is more likely to stay there for a long period of time and keep renewing contracts to be in that city. So this is a long-term development goal. It's not anything that we might be able to see in recent time. Yeah, and again, to bring up the uh, the new Bills stadium, I mean, they're paying $27 million in taxes every year. So over 30 years, it's going to be $1.6 billion. And all that money has the potential to go to the schools or, you know, just the region in general. So. I do believe it, it uh, provides for the community and the region. You said the tax, they're paying $27 million in, in taxes. Just in general in taxes? Yes. You're saying, okay. Well, here's another question. If, sh- if owners should have to pay, can they ask for donations or should all the money come from the owners? I think, I think the question means if I'm the owner and I'm going to pay for the stadium, can I ask the taxpayers to chip in? Can I just say, hey, we're gonna, we want to build this new stadium, or we want to do a renovation to our our existing stadium, for example? We're looking for donations. You can be a part of this if you'll chime in. See, I like that idea a lot because um, I think as much money as the owners have and they can spend, they can also ask the city who wants to support the the, the team, like to make them feel a part. Like if they go to the stadium, they can kind of feel a part of that stadium. Like, hey, I helped put some money into building this. Um, instead of like forcing, you know, because I feel like if you kind of force the public to um, pay for it, then it's not as kind to them as much as kind of just offering. Say, hey, we got a new sports team. Um, I'm going to build the stadium, but I'd love some donations if you guys want to put some money in, and um, all donations would be greatly valued. So uh, I really like that idea. That is a that is a very good a pretty good compromise. Uh, because it can also lead into added benefits for fans of the sport, too, like people in the city. Uh, benefits that aren't already coming through because they're paying for it uh, in you know, revenue generation and multiplier effects. The owners can uh, also chip in added benefits to people who do donate. So that is a good compromise, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I like that, too. It kinda, one thing it kind of brings to mind for me is actually kind of a similar model to the way that a lot of college sports actually work. So you think about in college sports – Stuff like that is fully funded by the school, which, I mean, obviously has something to do with the government if it's a public school. But still, they, they do heavily rely on, like, boosters, donations, stuff like that. Um, so when I just think about the, the way that college sports have to kind of take that responsibility of paying for their own facilities, stuff like that, but then obviously that can be boosted by a bunch of outside donors that really do care for that program. Mm-hmm. It'd be the same way a professional team would be able to take donations for people that really are passionate for that team. And then that just kind of seems like a good compromise. So. I should have saved that question for last because now you're all just straddling that fence. Sure, we'll both, well, everybody will pay for it. <laughs> That's all right. Well, here's a good question. What if the taxpayers aren't sports fans? I mean, I, if I'm not a fan of the team, if I'm not a fan of football or soccer or basketball, why should I have to pay my tax dollars to pay for this stadium? Well, again, you're going to see these benefits elsewhere uh, besides the stadium. So, you know, Obviously, uh, there are tourism dollars coming in from just opposing teams' um, uh, fans, which that isn't much, but it, it is a, a you know a, a marked 
uh, source of income uh, for the city. As well, <laughs> I'm going to say it again, the taxation. So uh, you're getting those, those taxes from the, the stadium every year. And, uh, you know, that goes into your region. And then you don't have to be a sports fan to see that, that, uh, that market change in your, in, in your city. For the past 20 years, taxpayers have spent more than $7 billion on renovating new NFL stadiums. And if you just kind of think about what if that went to, like, fix roads or, um, you know, public parks, uh, schools, infrastructure, uh, shopping malls, whatever, something like that where, you know, people are going to need slash use. Um, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sports fan, but, you know, I know everyone's not. So uh, I can kind of see that. Um, that's a good question about and comment about how not everyone's a sports fan and people may sit down and watch them, but like how truly are they invested in watching that that game? So, so basically, what you're saying is not everybody's a sports fan. Why should their taxpayer dollars go to the stadium? Correct. Everybody is driving on the roads or taking advantage of health care or of education, so their tax dollars should be better stu- better steered toward that sort of thing. Exactly. Okay, I got that. All right. I've got a couple of questions to throw out here, and just if anybody wants to chime in or not, but this is just something for us all to think about. What about other uses of the stadium? I know, for example, at Arrowhead, they have a lot of conferences there. They have a lot of proms there. They have a lot of concerts on the field. That's not just sports. That's other events that are coming in. So if I were having to pay my taxpayer dollars to a football stadium that was going to get used eight or nine times a year, would not be very happy. But if I knew that I might be having a wedding there, or I might get to go see Billy Joel at Arrowhead Stadium, I'd be okay with that. What about stadiums? There are a lot of stadiums now that are being tied with shopping malls and motels and hotels. They build those into the stadium. You know, they're, they're, you're getting the taxpayers paying for it, but then hotel motel taxes, those definitely go back into the, the community. On the flip side of all of this, I didn't ask for the stadium. So, owner, you want the team. You have, That's part and parcel. That's part of your responsibility of owning that team. That's something for owners to be thinking about. So just some additional questions to think about, to ponder, get you discussing those. That's all the time we have for today, though, for our panelists, Charlie and Josh, Roman and Luke. Great job today. Thank you for being here. Join us next week when we'll be discussing if the NIL is good for college athletics. Thanks again to our panelists, and thank you for listening to Sports Talk only here on UCM The Beat. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled, and we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM with campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.